Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, Kenny here. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Um, today, uh, Brother William and I, we are going to just introduce ourselves and give a little background as to how we became pastors and how we ended up becoming pastors of the same church. I just want to begin with, um, we're going with you first? I forgot sure, already, yeah. man. I, I can roll. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot already. Totally professional. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, my name is William Marshall. Uh, I um, am forty-two. Do I need? It? Is that is that important? Does that matter? It's not Does really. It don't matter because well, I guess okay. I'm going to talk about true. how old you are later. Sure. That is true, yeah. right? So there you know. That's how old I am. Um, I've been pastoring for fifteen years. Uh, I was pastoring at Trinity Baptist Church, and then now I'm pastoring uh, Grace Bible Fellowship. Uh, I was born and raised in Tennessee, go Vols, still a big supporter of the University of Tennessee. Um, I was saved at a young age. I was raised in church, and uh, the Lord saved me. And pretty early on, maybe even my freshman year in high school, something like that, I started uh, really feeling like the Lord was calling me into ministry, and so began to kind of pursue that. I went to college for the purpose of training to be a, a minister. Wasn't real sure if I wanted to be a pastor or not. That seemed like a terrible idea. Looking back, that was true. It is a terrible... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and and yet, that was still kind of my how I trained. Uh, graduated uh, college. Did some youth ministry in the middle of that. Um, started seminary while I was serving on staff at a church. Uh, and was working with college students in music. Uh, met my wife. Got married. Uh Praise the Lord for that. That's been great. And so I'm thankful for that. And then, um, and, I, and really, I was at a church that I love doing, uh, you know, music ministry, love doing uh, what, um, what I was doing, college ministry and those types of things. But uh, after I graduated from seminary, really when I was getting close to graduating from seminary, I realized that perhaps my gifting was preaching and had some, my pastor came and talked to me about that and others. And so I thought, okay, I need to pursue this. Uh, started kind of getting a resume together, put in a resume. I'd preached here at Trinity and the guy, one of the guys that was on the res, or was on the committee was like, Hey, if you ever decide to, you know, be a pastor or whatever, you know, let us know. And that's what you want to do. And so sent my resume here almost immediately. They kind of contacted me back and said, yeah, we'd love for you to, you know, come and went through that whole process. And, one thing led to another and got me here, um, and of course we've been here now for 15 years, uh, serving in Sykeston, and uh, since then we've adopted two boys, uh, Isaiah is my oldest at 12, Ian, my youngest at four, about to turn five, he'll be turning five real mm-hmm. soon, and uh, and so that's where we are, we've been been here serving for 15 years, and then eventually met Kenny King, All right. now let him introduce himself. So now you all can get the good stuff. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I'm Kenny. Born and raised in Sykeston, Missouri. Kind of came to faith later in life. I would say I was about, what, 29 when I came to faith, and 28, 29 when I came to faith in in Jesus Christ. Um, I was actually raised in the church as well, but I would say I was a young Pharisee in that I believed that 
if you did good, if um, if you tried to live a good life, if you didn't do the really bad stuff in the world, then you were okay with God, and God would um, allow you into heaven. It was a it was a faith based on works, and um, I would say I was pretty good at Sunday school and all that good stuff, but I really didn't have any relationship with God because I felt like I was already good and I didn't need Jesus to die for my sins. Mm. Um, fast forward to college. Um, during college, I became an atheist. I just saw the, the evil in the world and saw um, just some bad things that were happening in my life, and I felt like since I was a good person, everything good should happen to me. And that wasn't the case at the time. So I became an atheist, and I would say I was probably more of an anti-theist in that I hated the concept of God. Um, not necessarily not believing in God, but I just hated the concept of God because if God was good, he should allow good things to happen to good people mm. and bad things to happen to bad people. And so we fast forward a little bit. Um, Say so even while I was college, um, being an atheist didn't make sense to me because the idea of the world coming from nothing just didn't make any sense whatsoever right. to me. And so I was like, okay, well, there has to be a God. It's just, okay, which God is it? And so I, I was too lazy to figure out which God that was. So I was like, I'll just be an agnostic, which basically translate to I'm just going to be lazy and not try to figure out what the truth is. Mm. Um Moved back to Sykeston after college for a little bit. And um, during that time, God just really was was working in on me. And, and, and one day, I just, just felt like the Lord was talking to me and was like, how, how are you doing getting your life back together? You know, I was like, uh, I thought I was doing fine with it. Um, and he was like, no, you're not. You can't get your life back together apart from my son, Jesus. And so during that time, um, I trusted in Jesus for my salvation. Um, moved to St. Louis with my wife, Yolanda. Um, and we spent about eight years in St. Louis, eight, nine years in St. Louis. And during that time I served in, as a youth pastor, uh, at one of the campuses of Calvary church and served as an elder, um, at Calvary church as well. And Calvary, um, we had a campus that was intentionally diverse, intentionally racially diverse. And during that time, um, just, just serving and, and, um, worshiping with brothers and sisters of different races. I was like, um, I wonder what this would look like in Sykeston. Mm, we didn't okay. want to come back to Sykeston for anything, but we, we just felt like with Sykeston having this history of kind of racial tension, uh, we wanted to see that um, diversity, in, you know, diversity and fellowship happen in Sykeston as well. We didn't see that happening um, on a large scale in Sykeston at all. And so um, about 2015, uh, me and my wife, we decided that we were going to leave St. Louis area and come to Sykeston and plant a diverse church. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, the church that I was raised in, Smith Chapel United Methodist, we, they were, uh, their pastor was looking to retire. And so he came to me and was like, would you like to take over this church? And I said, absolutely not. And God said, yeah, I think I might want you to do that. And so I, um, I ended up becoming the pastor of Smith Chapel United Methodist in 2016. And um, so fast forward a little bit, and here we are at Grace Bible Fellowship after Trinity and Smith Chapel merged. So we want to tell a little bit about how that actually took place, how uh, Smith Chapel United Methodist and Trinity Baptist Mm. ended up merging and became one church. Pretty good story here. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll tell my background a little bit. Um, 
I, being in Sykeston, I knew, as Kenny just mentioned, I knew that there were racial tensions. And so pretty early on, actually even before I came, I began to pray about that and pray, Lord, what does that look like? How, how does the church, how does Trinity Baptist fight, you know, for that? Um, and so uh, really that ultimately led me to a Fields of Faith event that Kenny was speaking at. And uh, Kenny's up there and he's speaking the gospel and uh, and I'm, I'm just, you know, hearing him do this, and I'm thinking, man, this guy, if nothing else, we, we agree on the gospel. Right? And he's handsome. If, <laughs> yeah, there was that. And humble. And humble, just, yes. So much how humble he was. Right. I was so attracted to the humbleness. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing this, and I'm just thinking, man, I got to get to know this guy. I don't know. I didn't know your background. I didn't know where you were at. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you were introduced as a pastor of somewhere you right. know, or something, but um, I didn't pay attention. To that. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I mean, as soon as, so as soon as Kenny gets done speaking, I'm walking back to my car, looking this man up, you know, trying to find him on Facebook. Facebook stalking me. That's right. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a way I could message you, get to, you know, and I just said, I think it was through instant messenger or something. I was able to say, Hey, let's get lunch. You know, I'm a pastor. I'd like to get lunch. Um, and so that was kind of our, that was my side of our introduction. And then I'll let you share how you wanted to respond to that initial. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at Fields of Faith, um, through Fellowship of Christian Athletes, asked to speak. And I was asked to speak about oneness, oneness mm-hmm. in Christ. And so I chose Ephesians 2 to speak out of, you know, the first part of Ephesians 2 talks about, you know, being saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And the second part talks about how Jesus tears down the wall of hostility and makes the two men one, Jew and Gentile. Mm. And so I kind of applied that to um, just my life and and how, you know, friendships in my life. And so I finished talking about that and um, I get this message from what I consider an old white man. Um, as, as he said, he's 42. I'm really, key. I'm 41. He's less than, than <laughs> more, he's less than uh, one year older than me, but super old. he just, uh, he just looked old from his picture. Thanks. Uh, that's even, that's <laughs> even worse, man. He just looks old. That's yeah, it. It's not you, you all probably see the picture on the podcast thing, but, oh, uh, yeah. So I was like, what does this old white man want to, want to have? I'm used to people wanting to speak to me and whatnot after these events, because we speaking on unity and unity is one of those difficult things to, um, right kind of find somebody who to sit down and talk to about but and so I was like okay I'm gonna have lunch I'm I'm always willing to have lunch with um with people and so uh I guess I don't know how long afterwards we we finally got our schedules together I think it was maybe a week or two afterwards Mm -hmm. that we finally got together so we met at a Bo's barbecue here in in Sykeston we both Mm -hmm. like love barbecue yes and and so we we met at Bo's and um just kind of sat down and Talked about, you know, who we are and the churches that we lead and our struggles and our hopes and all those good things. And realized that we both had a heart for uh, reconciliation between the races and both had a commitment to um, preaching the gospel. And so we decided we were going to just meet every once in a while and have a good friendship, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the, I mean... Uh, you know, as people have talked to us about the merge and kind of how you to pursue this and whatever, like I don't, I think it's important to stress that we weren't necessarily trying to merge our churches at that point. You know, we, yeah. um, it really was just a, hey, we believe in the gospel. We believe in Jesus. Uh, we love the Lord. We have that. We have him in common. And uh, let's just get together and get to know each other. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I really had no idea what to expect 
that first time we met. Right. And, I mean, we're just asking basic questions like, where'd you grow up? And, you know, what do you know? And uh, what's, you know, how's, uh, how's pastoring been? How are you enjoying pastoring? What's the situation there? You know, and those types of things. And so it really was just a, hey, let's just get to know. Let's just mm-hmm. get to know each other. And um, I think that's so key, you know, for people who are listening, if you really... If you really want to try to kind of walk that path of reconciliation, it starts with friendship. Absolutely. Uh, barbecue is always a good, for real, good way to make that happen. Breaking bread, break bread together. Break some ribs. Break some ribs <laughs> together. But I mean, that was it. Was you know, we did it over meals. We just got to know each other. Now, from that, uh, I think even in the first conversation, you know, I was just asking about your church. Yeah, and, and even in that first conversation, you were saying there are some maybe some big changes that need to happen in my church, and so that kind of piqued my interest about your church life. So, why don't you tell about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, being a part of the United Methodist Church just really started to feel like the denomination was moving in a way to where um, I felt uncomfortable with us being uh, a church that would trying to be faithful to the word of God that um, to, to remain in, in the denomination was going to be hard for us. And so I felt like it was time for us to maybe transition, to start looking into transitioning at least to, um, to see what our next steps was going to be. And so we, we started to, it was probably 2017 at that time. We started to explore what that might look like probably around that time and, and to see what it would mean um to be independent um, mm. and to um, just start to, to to vision what the future would look like at, at Smith Chapel United Methodist Church. And so I'm having this conversation uh, with my brother and he's just telling me about, you know, the things that um, going on in his at, at his church at Trinity. And so we just decided, you know, after meeting several times after, you know, having meals with, with one another that we should we should attempt to have services together. Our two churches right. have services together. And so we decided that was the summer of 2018 yep. that we, um, we did our first um, joint services. And so the first week that would have been July, I believe mm-hmm. July of 2018, William and Trinity came to Smith chapel and we did a joint service there. Uh, we were preaching through the book of Jude uh, at that time. And then the next week, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Tell, tell him what I called you. Very first thing. Oh, man. Very first thing that happened. He, he was trying to get beat up. So so William, he he steps up to the pulpit to preach at Smith Chapel in my pulpit. And he says... <laughs> in his pulpit, yes. <laughs> and he says, Kitty King is a false teacher. That's right. That was and it. I think one of my uh, leaders at Smith Chapel was about to beat him up. It was about to Tyrone, I think Tyrone's going to get you. He's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Who, what? <laughs> Tyrone, he was ready. It was about right. to be on. Yeah, so he he decided to use a creative way to introduce his sermon, which almost got him beat up. Almost. And so that almost just killed any future Anything. of Emerge uh, mm-hmm. when he would have got beat up. But yes. um, So he preached it. He preached the first part of Jude at Smith Chapel, and then the next week I came over to Trinity with the members of Smith Chapel and preached the second part of Jude. And, and we realized then that, you know, our, our congregations really – enjoyed one another that mm. there was already some friendships even uh, amongst one another yep and and so but we we wasn't even at that time thinking about a merge yet Mm-mm. at all we were just you know just kind of feeling like let's just just worship together let's at least just start mm. the process of of 
worshiping together to try to see that some sort of reconciliation, even if it, even if it's not in the same church, at least we can fellowship with one another. That's right. You know, every once in a while. Yep. And, but still at this time, we're at Smith Chapel, we're still trying to figure out what's our next steps and, and, and move along from that. And so we kind of move into kind of the process after that, Brother William. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember. I guess this would have been beginning of 2019. Yeah. Uh, we had already said we're going to try to you know meet together again and do the, some of those things, but you kind of uh, at that point we're talking pretty serious about we're probably going to need to leave the denomination. Right. We're going to need to look to do something different. Um, I think I'd probably pose the question, okay, what do you think's next? And you'd kind of thrown out some different ideas, and then I just kind of quietly and carefully just threw out the idea of what what would you think about us merging our churches together. And so that was the, I mean, that was kind of, I, I felt like, I was trying to read the, trying to read you, uh, I mean, I felt like we both kind of had that in the back of their mind, but I think both of us were a little bit like, man, that seems like a crazy, crazy idea. Yeah. And so I think we were both a little bit hesitant to bring it up, but I was like, eh, you know, at this point, good grief, I'm 42 <laughs> years old, right? I'm an old, old man. 42 going on 75. Yeah. So I thought, well, um, hold on. I'm getting some getting some sound issues here. Mm. There we go. I think that's better. Um, and so I, I was just thinking, okay, well, I, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm just going to throw it out there and see what Kenny says. So I throw it out there, and Kenny's response was, let's explore it. Let's explore it. Yeah. It's uh, crazy, but let's explore That's it. right. I think we both thought it was crazy, mm. but we both... There was you 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 had thought about it before then. Yeah, I had like thought about it a, before. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had been you know leading leading city prayer. We did we did a prayer service every month, um, and just leading city prayer. My prayer was for God to just start um, closing doors if He had to, literally, <laughs> to yeah. start tearing down walls so that we can see um, just more unity and sight amongst the churches, and so. Hmm. With that prayer in my mind, I, I always pray like God, if you have to shut down Smith Chapel so that we can um, hmm. go somewhere else, or if you need to shut down another church so they can come to Smith Chapel, or what, whatever it looks like, I was like, God, just do it because hmm. I feel like you know, we'll, we'll get into a lot of this later. But sure. I just really um, I feel like that we are saying something. The church is saying something to the world by our division. Hmm. And we can say something different about the power of Christ by our, by our unity. And so I had thought about it before. I, I had thought about churches that was a possibility for us to merge with. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always some little, you know, little distinction, not, not necessarily even a little distinction. A lot of times it was big distinctions about yeah. um, beliefs and, uh, and about, you know, how we do church, right? Yeah. And so you want to make sure. Doctrine, you know, right. those types of things. You want to yeah. make sure you have those things in common before you you jump into a merge, but, you know, even, even thinking about that, it was like, well, we have, we've already done these services with Trinity. So, I mean, conversation, you know, congregations are not too much different besides race, but it was Mm -hmm. one of those things to where maybe this will work, even though it's crazy and (laughs) we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, I felt like, you know, in the time that we had kind of spent getting to know each other, I knew, um, we were very similar in our beliefs. In fact, I mean, I remember thinking going into it, especially when we started kind of this conversation, I was like, I've got to find 
whatever it is that Kenny and I disagree on mm-hmm. so that we can have that conversation about that disagreement <laughs> before we actually try to move forward in merging our churches. And yet, you know, almost down the line, right? right. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a Vol fan. I haven't quite convinced you to support the Vols. Uh, not really. Just yet. Um, I mean, what is it, the Wolverines? Michigan. Oh, Michigan my Wolverines. That's ridiculous. We'll have to talk about that more in depth That's terrible. one day. Right. But it's so, very logical for me yes, to be a Michigan logical. fan. Yes, that's right. Uh, so, but no, I mean, seriously, like there was, we couldn't find, I couldn't find anything significant doctrinally that would have said, Merging is, is, is a bad idea. You right. Know, it's actually dangerous for Kenny. It'd be dangerous for your church. That's just a bad idea. And so I think that allowed us to kind of keep moving forward, take the next step. Uh, the next step was to reach out to some other brothers who yeah. Trinity was already kind of working with, trying to fight for some uh, church health and revitalization. And so there was a team that our local association had put together. And so I said, hey, let's meet with the team and just kind of throw it at them and see if they think it's ridiculous. And uh, I mean, they were—I mean, they were super excited. Very much know? so. I mean, they were—they were ready for it. Thought it was a great idea. In fact, I mean, you know, I don't think it was the first meeting, but in the second meeting we got together with them. I mean, they're already like laying out a timeline. Right. You know, I mean, this is like—I guess that would have been May 2019. Felt like May June, yeah. Yeah, May June 2019, uh-huh. and they're like, "We're going to have you guys merged by." December first, right? Well, we're gonna well, have a uh, we're gonna have the launch on December first, yes. but we were we were gonna be merged by September fifteenth. Yes, and and of course, Kenny and I are like, I mean, I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> right, like, there is no way, <laughs> no way that's gonna happen, you know. But they had a plan, you know, yeah. to do this and do this next, and you know, work on this and. Uh, and, and that was super helpful because they knew how to, I mean, some of the logistics, logistical stuff that you and I had not even thought about for real. Um, and they, they just helped us so much. And so, yeah, we got together. We both had votes on September the 8th. Yep. Um, Kenny took me like three hours after the service <laughs> to call yeah. me and let me know how the vote went. So I'm just assuming this is <laughs> right. Kenny, I had to make him sweat a little bit. Kenny you know? might not have even survived the vote. Right. right. I don't even know if he's alive. I don't know what's happening. Um, but yes, both churches voted. Uh, only had really just one or two between us. Right. That uh, thought it wasn't a good idea, and so. Um, man, we just moved forward, had the next, uh, September 15th, September 15th, first service, first, I mean, we're, I mean, a couple of months, man, we're approaching a year, right? It's crazy. So, um, so September 15th was our first service and, uh, we started Galatians one, Kenny preached. And from, at that point we just went back and forth, uh, Galatians one, Galatians two, Galatians three. And then, um, one of the things we were kind of preparing for what Kenny, Kenny mentioned, the official launch. So we had kind of a soft opening, if you, if you know the business terms. Uh, and then we had an official launch on December 1st. Uh, did some Advent services where we actually talked through our, um, our values. Uh, why, don't yep. you, why don't you lay those out for us, our values, which, which basically go with our name, the name right. of our church. So Right. The name of the church is Grace Bible Fellowship. So we had to do all the branding, rebranding, all yes. that good stuff to make sure that everything actually had the right name on it. Um, I'll just uh, rewind a little bit. So we, we merged on September the we first service, September 15th. We're using the old Trinity Baptist building. Yes. Um, We purchased the old Smith Chapel building um, from the denomination, and we're using that as a community center. So we we come over to Trinity, and now we have to change all the the brand. We have to rebrand, basically, and change Mm -hmm. everything to Grace Bible Fellowship. 
Yeah, our name is Grace Bible Fellowship and our values, they go along with our name. So our first value is lead with grace. Um, and second value is built on the Bible. And it's Grace Bible. And last value, not the last value, but the third value is diversity and fellowship, which is the name of this uh, podcast. That's a great name. It's a right. great name for the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have Grace Bible Fellowship, but we wanted to make sure that we um, had the gospel in our values, which every church should have the gospel in their values Amen. somewhere. So our last value is centered on the gospel, which is the most important value. So we have um, Grace Bible Fellowship within our values. Do we want to talk about what those values mean? Any or I think we can, yeah. you know, quickly. You yeah, know. lead with grace is basically the idea of giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you're merging two churches together that are um, different as far as racially is concerned, different as far as their cultures and, and whatnot, you want to make sure that um, you're leading with grace with one another. That's the only way this is going to work if we're leading with grace. If we're showing, if we're giving each other the benefit of the doubt, we're thinking the best about one another instead of thinking the worst mm-hmm. about each other. That we're not immediately calling everybody a racist or immediately calling everybody a, a social justice warrior or Marxist, which is going right. on a lot now, but that we are actually thinking the best about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Built on the Bible, self-explanatory. We, we believe the Bible is inerrant. Um, the Bible is um, God's word. We, we believe that it's infallible mm-hmm. and and that we should really be built upon what the word of God says and not what the culture is trying to tell us and all those good things. Diversity and fellowship. Um, once again, being being um, two churches that are um, come together that have made one racially diverse church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to value that. We, we believe that we are better together, that mm-hmm. God created us different for a reason. Uh, and, and there's beauty in it, um, not just along racial lines, but along, you know, as far as age is concerned, as far as um, as far as male and female is concerned, hmm. things along those lines. We want to value those those differences in one another and that when we bring those together, it it, um, it really reflects God's um, glory in his creation. Sitting on the gospel. And we want to be about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And right. that's our vision statement is sharing Jesus with all people through the gospel of grace. Hmm. Um, the church's purpose is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and we want everything that we do to flow from our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Great. So then that kind of leads us to what in the world are we going to try to accomplish with a podcast, right? Uh, right. We've got a couple of other things going. So why why start a why start a podcast? Um, so I, I think you know one of the reasons why we want to try to try to push towards that is uh, again we we feel our, I'll say I'll speak for myself here, but I feel very privileged to you know um, just what the Lord's brought us through in the last few years and and where we are as a church. Um, and so part of part of our burden is not just hey we want Grace Bible Fellowship to be great and do well you know and be healthy and. Uh, but we want to do what we can to try to help others, yes. right? Uh, other, yes. Especially in, in this time in our country, in this time in, in our world, and people are asking these questions, you know, how do you make this work? How does the gospel really bring us together? Because let's just be honest, it doesn't look like it. Right. On Sunday morning, it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. And so how how could it look like it more? What can we do? These are not easy issues, you know? I mean, there's not right. a simple, hey, just do this and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's lots of conversations, there's lots of discussions that need to happen around those lines. And so uh, we felt like, hey, we can do some of that. 
Uh, it'll be good for us, uh, and and hopefully it'll be good for the listener to to hear a black brother, a white brother, black pastor, white pastor, uh, guys with very different experiences, you yes. know, uh, different backgrounds, talking about these issues, hopefully being honest, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. our plan is to be honest and blunt about these issues, the difficulties, the struggles. Um, and so I, I feel like at this time, it's very important for us to kind of dive into some of those things, not avoid big issues, not avoid the hard issues, not avoid politics, not avoid, um, I mean, some of the things you're talking about earlier, people calling each other Marxists and all that, like, we need to have conversations about this stuff. And right. so, um, so yeah, one of the purposes is like, let's just, let's take our friendship, let's take what the Lord's doing among us, and let's just, let's try to expand that, encourage others, see what we can do, see if, see how that could be an encouragement to others. What are your thoughts on kind of purpose of the podcast? Yeah, I would go along with that and say that, you know, when we see all these different events happen, these diff- all this racial tension that's going on in the country and that has historically gone on in our country, we can lose hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we, can, we can think that there's no hope to, for bringing us together. And I would say that if the church doesn't have an answer to how to be united, then we should have zero hope for the world to, to figure it out. And so, yeah, I praise God for what he's doing um, amongst us, um, you and I, and and as well as uh, the body of Christ at Grace Bible Fellowship. And I think that what we want to do is we want to show how the gospel brings us together and not only brings us together in a in a superficial way, but it can it can draw us closer together in love for one another, despite our differences. And it can also keep us together. Hmm. I I think we're seeing a lot where. even in, in churches where the idea of, of reconciliation is even being um, looked down upon yeah. because maybe, maybe there's, maybe this has all been just a failed attempt of, of trying to reflect the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And I would say that it's not a failed attempt. It's just that we've not gone about it the right way sometimes. Yeah. And that, and, and even now we, we have a, <laughs> we have a, you know, an opportunity to go about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But I think as, as we have these discussions and as we're being honest about the challenges to it and, and the different issues um, that, that are brought into this situation, that we have a better opportunity to be successful as far as glorifying God um, in what we're trying to do here. Awesome. Well, cool. That's, uh, that's our hope. That's our plan, Lord willing, that uh, we will be able to... Um, Bring some encouragement uh, to the to the body of Christ, and so we thank you so much for listening to us today. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.